2: All right hello friends hello friends I'm Shen and I'm Leigh and we're back at the while well Day Not podcast we're <laughs> back
0: listen think- we've been like we've been we, we've taken a, a, a like a well-needed break but I think yeah that break was good but regardless um that we took months ago um but I think yeah we now we have like a, a, a vast collection of awesome things to share with you so we're super excited about that
2: um but let's check in how are you, friend? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a loaded question nowadays. I know. <laughs> How am I doing? Yeah. Um, I am taking it one day at a time and um, you know, taking it in strides. I a today I feel okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a quiet day and I'm basking in that stillness of the day and I'm going to relax and keep it cool. That's it. Good for you. <laughs> Cause tomorrow might be quite different. Yeah. That's all I could say.
0: <laughs> That's such a positive and like responsible answer. <laughs> <laughs> very much. Like I'm in control of my emotions. I'm in control of my feelings. I'm in control of the day. I really like that. Um, I, I think I'm going to go the brutally honest route. I'm very, very, Yeah, I think I'm very tired. I know this, I'm not even 100% sure when this will air. And frankly, it doesn't even matter because you know what? I (laughs) I will still be tired. (laughs) I suspect that this will still be, you know, like relevant. Uh, That work is is kicking my ass. I um, shout out to all of the teachers that listen to this show, um, especially if you're teaching in Ontario and you're, you know, now having being forced to teach in this new, odd, strange, messed up model that nobody likes. The kids hate it, the parents hate it, teachers hate it. Everyone thinks it's a good idea, but the education minister. So everyone thinks it's a horrible idea, I'm sorry. So yeah, it's just been a really, really hard week. I think I'm just still trying to get my footings with being back at work and like getting YAR together in the morning. And like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm hopeful that things will get easier. And in speaking to other people who are going through the same thing, and that's the, I guess, the, 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 the good thing about it is that I'm not alone. So in speaking into my community of friends or teachers are all like, yeah, this sucks, but we're in this together and take time when you need and don't do more than you have to. I think I was still trying to operate at like max teacher, Ms. Mrs. Hamilton teacher, but I feel like I can't do that under these circumstances. It's just not sustainable. Like the way that the school year is set up, the pandemic and everything else that's happening it's like no you just have to do your best and your best looks different every day and your best doesn't necessarily and more likely won't look like what it looked like pre-pandemic like mm-hmm. and I'm trying to keep up with that level of like energy and like it's just I yeah it's just ridiculous I don't know what I'm doing <clears throat> I'm just learning that's what I'm doing I'm learning <laughs> how to cope and work in these under these
2: conditions so and I think it's more of a shock for you because you were working from home before. And yeah. I know I mentioned when I first went back to work is it things are so strange when yeah. you're on mat leave and then you go back to work in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, It was such a difficult tra- transition Yeah, that like, I think I've been back at work for almost a year now and I'm still like, what's happening? Like, I'm yeah. so confused. I feel like I started a whole new job and I'm just running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Like I have no idea where I'm going and what job I'm doing anymore. <laughs> yeah,
0: seriously. And I think that you're definitely right about that. I think the mat leave thing, like, yeah, being on maternity leave has definitely had, you know, a part to play. Um, but I think because this year is just so different for everybody, that's like, it's like an additional layer. Like it's yeah. like, so last mm-hmm. year's school would have been challenging, but now like things are like really, really challenging. And it's like, oh, great what an awesome year to come back. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. It's been, it's been really, really wild. Like just right across the board we, for, for everybody, like the leave requests are through the roof. Like it's really crazy. People are like, yeah, I'm, I'm of this. Like I can't the, like lots of teachers who were on their fi- final year of retirement were like, yeah, it's okay. I'll take less. I'm, I'm going to go like, because <laughs> nobody, like people just don't want to do it. They don't supply teachers are not showing up for jobs. It's bad. It's really, really bad. Like it's crazy so <laughs> all that to say um this week has been hard um yeah it's been hard I'm happy that it's Saturday but like I said I'm also happy very I'm in the midst of being frustrated I'm happy for community and I'm happy for friends who let me vent especially friends like you who like are not necessarily in the field but are like yeah that sounds freaking awful like I can see you know like rather than being like oh okay like it's like very like tapped into how I'm feeling that makes me feel really good. So appreciate you and all my friends and all the teachers that I've bitched to over the last <laughs> seven <laughs> days. Because every teacher that saw me in the hallway, I haven't given them like I feel so bad. They're probably like just wanting to just go about their day. And they're like, how are you? I'm like, oh my gosh. To <laughs> have a minute. Yeah. It's been crazy. Um
2: so that's my week. Uh- <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Thank you for your honesty. Uh, I feel like welcome. there's there, there's a whole episode in that. I think, I don't know if this will air before or after, but we're going to definitely break down oh. this whole uh, transition and work life in the pandemic and our mental oh. health.
0: Let's do it. <laughs> because
2: do there's it. a lot to unpack there. A lot.
0: So much. Um, <laughs> But friends, we are so fortunate. We are joined today by an incredible guest Um, just so much knowledge and really and and so much um, insight that we can't wait Mm -hmm. to kind of unfold and unpack Uh, we are here today with Adriana Lazada who's just awesome. And we're so excited to talk to you. So welcome, Adriana. How are
1: you? I am good. I'm with you on the tired. It's been a tough yeah. week. It's been a tough <laughs> week and a tough month and a tough year. I mean, I think yes. we're all there in that languishing, right? Mm-hmm. But we got to keep on keeping on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love your positivity.
1: That's it. That's exactly <laughs>
0: it. I think I'm, I'm certainly there where it's like, you know, we just got to keep pushing on, but I'm also giving myself space to say, wow, this sucks.
1: Both and, right? And having Mm -hmm. the grace to be okay in the messiness and embrace that. Like, I really try to, we're we're all, everybody you talk to, they're like, we can't keep doing this the same way. And yet we all are trying to figure out how to keep doing it the same way. And (laughs) I think we got to all stop and go, wait one second. Clearly, this is not working for the new realities. And how about we get creative and figure out new ways? In a way that is grace, that gives grace and acceptance to everybody else and really honors all the things that we're going through and connects us. Ooh. And I would, that's what I would love. That's, <laughs> that's what I would love for everybody to do. But instead, I find myself doing the same things like, oh, I gotta be professional and I mm-hmm. have to be, you know, on time. And
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
1: those things don't serve us anymore.
0: No, shit. They don't. That's so true. That's <laughs> so true. They absolutely do not. And yet Sorry, everyone... but you asked
1: me, yeah, you asked me how I was this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> checking in. Um, yeah, tired. <laughs> I had a birth. I still do birth work. Uh, and so I had a really long birth this week. That kind of took me down several days. And I also suffer migraines. <laughs> so oh. the week started oh. with the migraine. And then when that got better, I went into a birth. And then Friday was just trying to cram in the week long worth of work and catching Mm, up so today I'm like you know what I'm happy to be here Mm -hmm. having had that put all that behind me and I got through it and I did it imperfectly, but here we are we keep going
0: excellent Mm. I love that I love that I'm happy (laughs) and I did it I I think that I need to do that more like yeah today was like last week was a rough week but I did it like it was so hard, but like I'm here, like I made it through that week. So it's like, that's an achievement in and of itself. I love that. Oh, Mm -hmm. Adriana, but we're so excited to hear about birth and your, and like that birth. I mean, I don't know how much you're going to unpack in this episode, but like, yeah, we're we're super excited to hear about what you do um, and why you're awesome. But before we do that, it's bomb mom time, friends.
2: It is bomb mom time. <laughs> so
1: I wanted to nominate. There's so many mom bomb moms that I, like all, every single mom for sure is Always. nominated. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, specifically this week, I wanted to shout out to Bridget Strube, who's my backup doula. And so we've been doing work together and we support each other in this crazy doula work with crazy hours. She's like, you call me at three in the morning to go somewhere, I will go because I'm there for you. Like, yeah, it's a different level of, um, and she is right now in this pandemic, as the school started, decided that what was best for her and her family at this moment was to homeschool. Mm. So she's going into that whole... Uh, new adventure, and so I'm holding, yeah, definitely elevating her because of that. While she's also trying to figure out how to bring a birth center to Rochester, New York, and it's a it's a David and Goliath fight. That is, uh, we I so champion her for that, just putting the intent out there and going for it. Yeah,
2: that wow, amazing.
1: That's definitely yeah, my so, Bridget. Too. Yeah,
0: but. Good for
2: her I, I mean, always admire people that decide to homeschool their same. kids and I can't imagine deciding to do that right now where things are just so chaotic um, to find that level of organization and calm to you know wake up and teach your kids at home Every- <laughs> for this last two years like I don't I don't know I admire that. <laughs> It's, as do I that's brave.
0: awesome and I also admire mm-hmm. people like on your team who you know you can rely on like I get I get yeah. it. I know that like the you know parameters of your like hours are different so like people would mm-hmm. have to like be, be equipped to ready themselves at different times but still like you know to be able to say like okay whatever time whenever you need me I'm there and you can count on me and then you know that you don't even like have to micromanage that that person's going to show up do exactly what they need to do, and with excellence. Like that's a really, really that's that's such an awesome like advantage. So yeah, yeah,
1: and go above and beyond, and know that you can trust them to like whatever comes out of their mouth. There are things that are in line to what you would say, if not mm-hmm. the same way. But but it's so that you're still giving that continuity of care to your clients. Yes. Like that is yeah. worth everything. Yeah.
0: All right, go Bridget. Right. Yes. Go Bridget.
2: Shout out to you, Bridget.
1: Yay, Bridget.
0: (laughs) I think I'm going to keep it local also and just like think about, I don't know how I haven't nominated her. Um, So it's actually my husband's cousin. Her -hmm. name is Simona um, Eiffel. She is such a hilarious, hilarious person. Like One of the first people that I met (laughs) in his family uh, years ago who immediately embraced me. And I mean, years ago, like, I don't even know, like when I was like, what, 17. So like forever, i someone that has been in my life forever. Um, and I just wanted to lift her up today for a similar reason. Um, so I'm sure this will, well, even if it doesn't air by the time this airs, I was on Family Feud Canada, which was <laughs> that needs anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. It was such a great time. Um, and I think my family, my husband and I primarily spend so much time like worrying about like, okay, like what are we going to wear? Like, have we practiced? Do we like, you know, all these other things that like you need to do in preparation, like getting your um, COVID test that it was only the night before he's like, who's going to watch Yara? And I was like, (laughs) what? He's like, we're going to be gone and we'll drop her to school. And then what? Like we'll be gone all day. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was like this, like, like scramble, like mentally and like, you know, physically, I was like, oh my God, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I completely forgot. It's like nine o'clock. We have to be like, we, we, we don't have time. Like, I don't know. Everyone's working and all that stuff. Well, thank God for, again, people who will show up for you. Right. And it was just mm-hmm. a matter of a phone call. And I remember calling her, like, it was like nine 30 and I was like panting. I was so freaked out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely forgotten. La, la, la. And I'm rambling. And she's like, girl, just bring her. Like, yeah, I'm working from home, but I'll make it work. And I'm like, yeah, no, but you're working from home and you're, and she's like, I will make it work. You need to be somewhere. I will bring her, like, just bring her. And we brought her and it was fantastic. She had the best day. She got a chance to hang out with her, her younger cousin who she doesn't see as often as she'd like to. Um, and she just kept her the whole day. And she also like had so much success potty training her, which is again, another thing. Um, so she peed four times and we were so happy. So anyway, this is a long, um, this, the long and short of it is. Simona is incredible, and it's fantastic when you can have people who, especially when you have children, who will jump in and take your kids and, like, you know, just be there for you because sometimes we forget that we have children and they need care, (laughs) and it's great to have people who will jump in and take care of your kids, so shout out to Simona, and she's also just an incredible mother, like, she's fantastic. Her daughter is brilliant. Her son is the sweetest and most polite kid ever. She just needs to run a course on how to parent because she's freaking
2: amazing she's awesome I love that um well in the spirit of nominating someone that has been there for you I think I'm gonna nominate uh my cousin Sandra um I don't know why I didn't think of nominating her when she has just been such a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> crutch for me lately yeah. um, but she has been a listening ear she mm. has just been a body in the room so I can sit mm. still in silence and uh, I don't think people um, show appreciation enough when people are just there even mm. if I don't need a, a grand gesture from somebody, but like their presence alone uh, means so much when you're going through something. So I, I have to show some appreciation to Sandra um, for, you know, or letting me crash her house as I vent for hours about what I'm going through. So, you know, it's so crazy how the pandemic has like really
0: shifted some of our values Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's not that I didn't value quality time before and it's not that I didn't value like people who would listen or people who would just be there. Like what you said about like sometimes people just sitting with you. It's like, okay, like, yeah, you have work to do. I have work to do. Let's just just work together. So I'll just bring my laptop and we'll just work or whatever. And I'll just be there because I know that you're sad or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, I think that before there was this like, you know, we really prized things and not even like necessarily getting things from people but doing things with people like we need to be out we need to be active we need to be engaged we're, we're at a concert we're at an event where you're at, you're at a restaurant um but I think the pandemic has been really instrumental at least for myself in helping me learn to value so much less and one of those things is just like oh okay you're just you're home and you're not I'm just gonna pass by and yeah mm-hmm. there doesn't need to be anything prepared I'm like oh I haven't made any There doesn't need I don't need any food Oh, but like, I don't know. I just, I'm literally just going to sit on your couch and we're just going to sit and just be, and that's Mm -hmm. so freaking awesome. So I completely get what you mean. And I, I'm sure that like, shout out to Sandra, the shout out girl. Yeah. (laughs) You deserve. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand
0: salads and still lost 50 pounds.
2: <laughs> um so here we are guys we are now getting into the episode that was a very long intro but much much needed much needed we needed for to sure. release that so um I'm grateful for that moment um mm-hmm. so today we're going to talk to Adriana um about her birth work and we are just curious you know laying our nosy we are we want to be all up in your business, but before we do that, please tell our listeners who you are and a little bit about what you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so I am the creator and host of the podcast of Birthful, which mm-hmm. I've been doing for about seven years. And before that, I am a doula, a, so a birth doula of 14, almost 15 years.
0: Wow. And
1: wow. yeah, Um. Lots of babies. <laughs> oh my God, so many birds. Um, Also, I do postpartum education and birth prep classes and really all grounded from a place of self-efficacy, efficacy, meaning you can do this. And how do we make it about you bring back the work to you, center mm-hmm. you, the person who is giving birth, mm-hmm. because you're the one doing the work and need uplifting. And how can we work on you supporting your own physiological processes so that things flow instead of having resistance. And, you know, we could talk about that for hours just because to me, we so before I did all the birth work after my uh, daughter was born, who, by the way, I have a 16 year old, so I'm parenting a teenager. Yay. Hi. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, but before I had her, I did communication. I went to school actually in Canada, in Montreal, but I did. I was in Toronto for about a year um, nice. studying communication studies and was all in media and different kind of business and super type A and everything, you know, achieve, 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 achieve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I got pregnant, had a baby and wow, the rude awakening of the reality <laughs> of the humbling reality of yeah. labor and birth and mothering. Mm-hmm. Um And then I decided to help like one couple at a time because I had a baby, baby girl or one family at a time. And uh, it's been, I was it was one of those decisions that I got into kind of like, maybe I'll do this. I think I could like, you know, tiptoeing in Mm -hmm. and oh my gosh, one of the best decisions I've had in my life because it's taught me so much. I say birth is my, is my zen moment is my spiritual work it's my church it's my everything like I have learned so much and have gotten so many insights from birth work and working supporting uh, new parents so yeah that whole thing about like having to embrace things instead of resist it (laughs) Mm -hmm. and give yourself grace and have change of expectations and be here now for this contraction and now this contraction and don't know how how long it took to get here or how long it's going to be, you know. So uh, that's basically me. Um, Now I used to do communications and then I switched to birth and then the podcast Birthful brings it all together where Mm. I can do the birth work and help a lot of people through the podcast and get, you know, one of my favorite comments from a listener was, you're my daily dose of I can do this.
0: Oh, so a- that's
1: it. That's that. Yes. That's why I show up over and over again. Cause you wow. can't do this. Yeah. I mean, that's it, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah. Wow. That, that's, 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 that's powerful. And I, and it mm-hmm. says something and I, yeah, I, I feel like, when I, when I feel like I can't do this, and that's why that's a really interesting comment. I think I reflect on my birth experience because that by far was the hardest thing that I've ever done. So no matter what, like everything may feel hard in the moment, but nothing to date still compares to that. So it's like, this is tough, but like I can do this because I did that.
1: Yeah. And nobody's going to ever take that away from you. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
1: the more empowered you are during that process, That's the biggest gift because you have that, you know, I am the most badass warrior got Mm -hmm. through that. And so, yes, I can do, you realize how, how powerful you are, how big you are. Yeah. If you, if you go into it, you know, it's an opportunity for that. So you can approach birth in many, many ways, but just knowing that that's an opportunity um, to be, to see how big you are. (laughs) and where your edge is and (laughs) because it'll break you yeah 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 (laughs) let's be honest
0: let's be i know those moments yes
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but you keep going
2: that's it you have no choice and that's your power Mm -hmm. so i had a question about um like what you do right now and the pandemic and um you know, because you do birth work, I'm sure women come in, they're pregnant, it's a pandemic, there's so much anxiety, extra anxiety around, you know, going through this process alone, Mm -hmm. for some in some cases, um, because of restrictions. And, you know, some people being first time parents, and I have uh, a couple of family members that gave birth during the pandemic both had two different experiences. One of my siblings, they were first time parents. So this whole process was so, it could seem so overwhelming to them that it became overwhelming to me Yeah, (laughs) because there's just so much going on. And like, what kind of advice would you give to uh, the parents that are giving birth right now during the pandemic to help ease anxiety? Um, Because obviously that contributes to the stress of labor and birth.
1: Yeah. So first I would say it is great to acknowledge and important to acknowledge that this sucks, that this is not what you wanted. (laughs) Exactly. This is not, you know, and to mourn all the losses that you had expected in your mind. Mm. Like, because giving birth is like have becoming a parent giving birth being pregnant you've probably thought a lot about that and had expectations and visualizations of like oh and when my belly grows and i'll have my family or you know if you do uh, some sort of yeah. celebration baby shower or you know blessing to how that would look and then that was taken away from you mm-hmm. if you couldn't gather so mm-hmm. there's a lot of process of mourning how things especially this year of how you had expected things were going to go. And so give yourself that space and that grace to be mm-hmm. like, this is not how I wanted. And what can I do to capture that essence? How can I connect with people or have that, you know, adoration from my community of that seeing me that I am going to be giving life, right? Um, yeah. And about, and that really brings about honest conversations vulnerable conversations with your community of asking them how you need them to show up for you, not how mm-hmm. they want to show up in their own mind and visualization and thought and have them switch the importance to focus on you, on supporting you as a parent or, or through pregnancy, whatever, and not have it be about the baby. Because I think that's, we've got like, the pandemic has really highlighted a lot of pr- problematic problems within the system. mm mm-hmm. And so now that we've shed light on it, it gives us an opportunity to go like, oh, okay, let's do these things differently. Um, we know that postpartum, for example, is a really difficult time and that our Western and uh, beliefs and cultural tendencies don't properly align with what that new postpartum family needs. Mm-hmm. And so it was almost like the pandemic had everybody going through postpartum i had some people right i had some people on the show that were that was talking to them and they were like uh, unbirthful how was your pandemic or how's your postpartum been and they were saying actually it's been really good in the pandemic because it has allowed us to have that time for us Mm -hmm. and create a space where we can um get to know each other and also my significant other has been home. Yes. So I've had more support from them For and sure. it's kept the sort of like people I didn't want to see out.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So a lot of that have been flow but I think the biggest thing is just just you know along with the anxiety there's the, the we're grieving lots of things and so yeah. acknowledge that just the idea of having something be different from what you want it to be is a loss, might not be like a capital L loss, but it's a loss Mm -hmm. and you need to to tune into your nervous system and do something about it.
0: I think that's awesome, I love the capital L loss. And
1: and trauma's in the eye of the beholder, right? So it doesn't Mm. matter if it's something small, somebody's going, and and we love to compare. So like, oh, but this person had these really big things happen to them, I'm just, just, unquotes. I'm doing air quotes, Mm -hmm. just have, you know, this is going, not as i planned it doesn't matter this is your experience and it's just as valid it doesn't negate their experience but their experience doesn't negate yours either mm-hmm. so ex, you know acknowledge and, and and figure out how to how to embrace what you are going through feeling all the things that need to be lean in lean in, yeah <laughs> yeah <lean> in
0: <laughs> i love that so i i guess i have a question that's kind of a two part question because Um, and I, yeah, I don't know if this is, well, I mean, you'll tell me whether or not, I mean, I don't think it's an inappropriate question. It's it's kind of a cost, but.
1: um, I am a doula, so I overshare. There's nothing that's too uh, (laughs) much.
0: So I guess, you know, one of the questions that often I have heard when I've proposed or shared the idea of a doula is a lot of my friends are like, okay, well, costs, right? People are concerned about like already, you know, they're, they're nervous about like going on mat leave and having a reduced income. And then like, you know, obviously having the pressure of of bringing life into the world and having those additional expenses. So they're concerned about, um, you know, it's putting money out for a doula, like if, especially if if they've chosen like the route of midwifery, they're like, well, maybe I'm kind of getting the similar things. I don't really need that. So I guess my question to you is, um, can doula services be fairly affordable i'm sure that they range i'm I'm sure that they do and um why or not why but if someone was concerned about costs what kinds of things might they do to have a doula like experience (laughs) um and i don't know if that's just by means of like listening to your podcast or other things but like what kinds of things that could you could you suggest because i think i know two people who are pregnant right now who definitely want the essence of a doula and the support but are concerned about the expenses and and whether that's going to be how that's going to weigh on them
1: and so first i want to switch the the thought that a doula is something nice to have and then it's like oh do it if you can afford it Mm -hmm. because the truth is in changing our expectations and how we do things wrong systemically actually a doula is insanely valuable, yeah. and it should be the first thing you have. Period. Forget mm. the stroller; people can carry your baby. True. Right? Like, but you're going to spend that money on the like. You have no problem spending the money on things. Absolutely. But what about the things yeah. that are going to support you? And we talked about a little bit about the, the, at the beginning. You were saying when you in the introduction how you were valuing more connection instead of things and and shifting that perspective. Absolutely. So, Doola, having a doula brings us back to that. I mean, the 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 role of a doula has existed for millennia. Yeah, we didn't call it a doula, but it was that person that was there for your emotional physical and informational support that Mm -hmm. didn't do anything medical so the definition is still the same yeah and accompanied you through the whole process of of labor and birth but also did some preparation ahead of time and some closure afterwards postpartum Mm -hmm. and was there to see you and hold space for you and be with you walk with you into those liminal spaces that birth requires Because it's such an embodied process. I say birth has, like labor has to be so intensely physical. It has to be a tectonic plate shift on a physical level because it's reflective of that tectonic plate shift that's happening to your identity internally. That's a word. Because we don't have (laughs) these ceremonies around giving birth. Why not? Jeez. like we need to have those we do the marriage we do like if we do so consider how much money you spent on your you know flowers when you got married absolutely you did you're like oh but i need to have the flowers
0: <laughs>
1: like think but think of your do du- of your doula as you know your wedding gown
2: <laughs> Jeez, wow wow what a shift
1: in perspective yeah, yeah right <laughs> so so first of all like I would say, do whatever you can to really save up and have that money for the doula because a, she's totally worth it. She's not going to take the place of your partner. and you know, I have clients that have done the work with them for their first baby, and the minute they pee on the stick and find out they're pregnant again, for some of them, I have been the first call before their partner
0: wow
1: i need to like i haven't told him yet but i need you are you free like in nine months pencil me in
2: Jeez. Right?
1: wow or i've had the 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 partners the dads come and say no when you know immediately i found out and then it was like okay and when when are we calling adriana when are we getting you know because we need her I'm, we're not doing this without her Oh my
0: god! So people
1: who have done it understand the immense value.
0: Yeah. And it's uh-huh.
1: that shift of perspective that I think people need to realize that a doula is not just something nice to see if you can afford it. It mm-hmm. should be like, put it on your baby registry. Have your community pay for your doula. True. Um, say Like, figure it out. You can figure it out. You figure it out a lot of other expenses in your life. Mm-hmm. Like just, you have to value it though. And I think that's what I would- say first. Now, if you and doulas range, there is a range of costs. They will all be beneficial. You need, just need to find the one more important than the cost is the one that fits with you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That you have a good click, a good report that you feel supported and respected and heard that you trust for your information. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that, uh, that's the key more than the cost. And then you figure out the cost. Um, but if for whatever reason you've decided that you cannot have a doula or because of pandemic nonsense that they started saying only one person allowed in the birth room, yeah. and mm-hmm. so doulas had to go to a virtual role, which is is still super valid, Um
2: that's annoying man Mm -hmm. oh so
1: annoying we were lucky here in New York state that the governor when that started out he uh did a I mean he's done a lot of not great things but this he got right (laughs) he did an executive (laughs) order saying that doulas were part of the essential team and they were not visitors and they had to be allowed into the birth room
0: fabulous wow In New York
1: state you get your partner and you don't have to choose between partner and doula um great so if you, but but if you can absolutely can't find the right doula, can't, you know, dou- doula's out of the picture for some reason, um, then I would say take some really great childbirth preparation classes mm. and um, have wh- whoever's going to step into that role of extra support person or primary support person, have them do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if people want, I do those birth preparation classes, so they can go to birthful.com and. Look into <laughs> um, and I also have a toolkit for birth partners that sort of oh. shares my doula craziness for them. And, and this is something that I give to my doula clients as part of the service. So I have the the partners, the dads, do work, um, mm-hmm. because I want them to like we're working together as a team. Exactly. Yeah, and I definitely support both of them equally. So. I need them to, to also show up because I then will leave. You're also setting them up for great yeah. how you're starting your, your, uh, your family life yeah. and, and mm-hmm. family roles and participation. You, I'm going to leave, but they're going to stay there. So you're giving them tools of connection mm-hmm. and support. Absolutely. For, yeah. The last thing about going back to like the importance of a doula, how you birth is going to set you up for how you parent. Let me just say that
0: one more time. Just uh, Go ahead. So say that one more time.
1: (laughs) How you birth birth is going to set you up for how you parent. If during your birth, you have trauma or you are filled with insecurities or feel Mm. that it was done to you instead of you doing it, then like, well, if you have trauma, then you're going to be processing that trauma through those first few weeks and months and even years of your having the life with your baby. So that's going to impact definitely how you, you know, parent those, how you show up. Mm -hmm. But then if you were allowed, if you were centered and uplifted and told to trust your infant intuition, which by the way, that's the, that's the tagline of Birthful of the podcast is inform your intuition. you know what you need to do yeah we're just going to be there for you to give you information but you choose what fits with you I don't know you you are the expert in yourself Mm -hmm. same thing for you are the expert in your baby in yourself and your family and what your family needs as a parent but if that's taken away from you and people tell you how to do things Then the first call is not going to be, you're not going to look at your kid and go like, oh, I can, yeah, I can see something's off with you because I know you and I'm going to figure this out. And I think it might be this. And then you do collaborative work with your your team, your pediatrician, your whoever, Mm -hmm. as opposed to calling them. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You tell me. Mm -hmm. Or your OB or your midwife say, I don't know what to do. You tell me. Yeah, and if they're telling you what to do, rethink that, because they shouldn't be telling you what to do. They should be giving you choices and options, and or saying, "What do you want to do? What do mm-hmm. you feel?" and bringing it back to you. And so that's the power of a doula, because we don't do anything medical. Our superpower is in that level of support. That's really going to set you up for like birth, parenting. Your new role as a, a parent, as a mother, your change in identity, like so much of those soft liminal st- spaces that we don't really value <laughs> culturally. Yeah.
0: And it's crazy. It's like we don't value it until we have no choice but to. It's only when like, we crash and burn and when everything is like has gone to shit where we're like, man, and we, and we go back to like what the core issues are, we realize it's because we didn't value or because we didn't take the time to like cultivate the skills needed to do the Mm -hmm. job and whoa, oh my gosh that's so powerful
2: yeah
1: you got to do the work or else I mean the work is it's gonna need it's good you're gonna have to show up so if you did the work you're gonna figure it out and navigate it if you don't it's gonna be you're still gonna go through it but it might be a little bit more damaging yeah
2: yeah wow that's
1: how you birth right there. sets you up
2: for <laughs> how you parent that it makes so much sense it makes you reflect on your your experience as well after giving yeah. birth and and what the first few months that's were like amazing.
0: wow oh my gosh yeah that's a really really powerful word you just like the gems that were dropped a moment ago friends I hope you're collecting all the gems stop right mm-hmm. now and play that back just we re- just rewind it right back
2: rewind
0: <laughs> because that yeah, was so impactful
2: everything from yeah, from- it's so important to hear the perspective of like being having a doula it's not a luxury it's necessary. Yeah. It's
0: necessary. Cuz I think about the things that you do put on your registry, the things that I did have that yard didn't touch, didn't even Ridiculous acknowledge look in the things. direction of. And so she was like 9 months if even. And it's like I yeah, I think about what I would have potentially needed after immediately after that wasn't like tangible. Right, that didn't, yeah. like, that couldn't be hung up, that wasn't in a closet.
2: Um, and it's so true. Yeah.
1: And I do birth doula work, but there's also people who do postpartum doula work. So then that piggys piggybacks into setting your family up for mm-hmm. great success and making sure it's a, it's it's working as a unit. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a baby nurse that's going to take care of the baby. It's yeah. really about focusing on you and how you. Connect with baby and share what baby needs, but it's a different perspective. So, I think we've also lost that, and it's really important of centering yourself during postpartum and having your needs fulfilled. Because ultimately, the baby's gonna like their biological mandate is to survive. Yeah, they're gonna make sure they get that milk. You know, they're gonna make sure um, they they will do it through cues and then if that doesn't work they'll vocalize really loudly and get into crying. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but so I think also worth shifting that perspective of the postpartum because I even call the postpartum the pregnancy hangover. <laughs> <laughs> That's so
0: good. I feel that <laughs> I feel that right every right. Of my being feels that.
1: And during yeah. pregnancy, it's all about you. You are glorious. You yeah. are giving birth. Oh my gosh, how can we serve you? And the minute the baby is born, it's all about the baby. And for it's sure. like, wait, mm-hmm. hold on. I just gave my of my body for nine months, yeah. 40 weeks. Every cell in my body has been transformed and I am recovering from that. Yeah. And you expect me to do the full caregiving without caring for me and yeah. be sleep deprived while I'm you know recovering from however that birth happened? or major mm-hmm. abdominal surgery, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, no, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. We need to change that.
2: We do. Yeah, it's wrong.
1: <laughs> it's wrong. Give us a minute. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> no, that's It's awesome. so true. I can't, I can't put it in a clearer way, right?
0: Mm -hmm. it's effective no that's a that's a really really powerful narrative shift I would say for sure um and I think it's it's helpful to have that messaging like you know expressed to women it's helpful to have that messaging expressed to spouses um Mm -hmm. I think like you know and I it's not to like go on a rant about you know your partners and what have you but I know Sen and I have been very candid about some of the struggles that we've had postpartum in our marriages and yeah I think you know it's 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 just it's 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 tough on them as well but I think also like men are so they're so physical and like not only in their own needs but also in their own like sense of awareness so like you may look okay so they're like oh you're okay like you're up you're walking around you like, you're yeah. like you're fine like you are fine and that means like all is well let's get back to normal let's get back to business and it's like yeah okay maybe on the surface like physically I, I may look okay but like I'm not I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. right and I need you to understand that and I think it helps to have that um advocacy and that like that voice like hey like this is she may look but she, she's not <laughs>
2: and here's why and here's what we can do um I think a lot of it as well is um and I always see the importance of like educating your 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 partner yeah. beforehand because mm-hmm. like after postpart- postpartum I'm like I'm tired I don't have time to tell you like oh, you should have read this, this, and this. Like, I yeah, did no. my homework and I mentally prepared and I got my body ready. I got my mind ready. Like, don't wait for me to give you commands yes. now. Like, so I think that's so important moving forward. If I have a baby in the future, like this is what, like, here is your homework. <laughs> this is what you need to prepare for. Because like, when we get home, this like, your job begins. Hello. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah. like, it's difficult like I when I gave birth I walked out of the hospital I looked like I you know went for lunch and came home I, I felt I looked fine you did not me but, but you I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize like how much healing I needed to yeah. do until like it was too late Cause people are like, she's looks great. She's moving around. Like, yeah. wow. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, you guys saw like my first house with all those stairs. I was going up and down until I was like, nope. I was like, I'm out of commission. So yeah, it's really important to understand the healing process afterwards and, and giving everyone their responsibilities for hmm. when you guys get home and that postpartum journey, because yikes. It's real damage control is way worse.
1: <laughs> well, and it starts with giving yourself the permission to ask for what you need
2: mm. and say,
1: I don't have to be a super mom. I yeah. don't like that idea is really tearing us down. It's, it's letting us down. Um, mm-hmm. that I have to do it all and not show that I'm struggling. Yeah. Like that's a lie. Why do I have to shoulder the burden of raising a child when I'm not doing it by myself? Also, let's go back like also millennia to the fact that two people weren't supposed to raise a child. It's a community thing. Come on. (laughs) And, (laughs) and if you go, I have a, a doula friend who spent some time in Madagascar, um, with indigenous people there and and how they did child rearing and basically the babies were like never never slept alone the babies always slept with the parents up until like about a year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then they around at some point they got kicked out of that bed but then they went and slept with grandparents (sighs) And you know, the grandparents were thrilled. Yeah, like you're never leaving. Yummy baby (laughs) in there, right? Or maybe it was like two, three years whenever breastfeeding um, shifted things. But yeah, like it responds to biological needs. And here we're constantly fighting biological needs of that baby, their biological mandate is to be next to a body because that's just the type of mammals we are and the milk composition and it has it's low fat, low protein, so that goes through them really quickly. They need to nurse constantly and be carried all the time. That is what biology tells us. Mm-hmm. That doesn't match with our western modern lives. And so that creates a different level of struggle. So I think it's it's understanding these things and then giving yourself or having maybe your doula or whoever it is give you permission to hey, put yourself for first let yourself be mothered. Who is your, what's what, like you were saying, Tan before of like set up things ahead of time. Who's gonna be your postpartum support? Who's gonna show mm-hmm. up and and let me write down what day are you coming at what, between yeah. what hours?
0: Yeah. Not, not let go. me
1: know, yeah. Not let me know what you want me to do because then that puts the honors back on you. And it goes back to that mental load that you were alluding to of just the fact of coordinating family life is your project manager. That is a work, that is a job on itself. Mm -hmm. So when you have a kid, or two kids, three kids, whatever, that grows exponentially. You know it, you know that what size your clothes, your kids are in, and when they need to change, and you already have backups, and it's under, you know, and what, (laughs) <laughs> or, or who is your friend you're going to call so they can give you these hand-me-downs and you're running all that scheme in your head partners yeah. don't no. and that's and so that's a shift in perspective why do you tell me what to do why do i gotta tell you what to do that's why me. don't you know what you need to do so show up come up and show up
2: that's
0: me <laughs> no You're so, you're dead on. I remember in the very beginning and I saw, I just, I had an opportunity to see some of my friends' mother and I'm so grateful for them because so much of what they did, I admired and I loved, but there's quite a bit of what they did also that I was like, yeah, that's not going to be me. And one of the things from the very beginning that I told Leon, like, even like before I'd given birth was like the super mom narrative. I'm not like, don't even, don't even look for it here. I don't care how that you know, change, I, it shouldn't change your opinion of me because I know that might, what we might, what might be what we're used to, especially being of Caribbean background, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh no, like your mom does it, she does this and she does that and she has multiple kids and she's, and it's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like your mm-hmm. job isn't just to bring home the bacon. This isn't the 20s. Like you need to actually be invested and involved because I'm telling you right off the bat, I can't do it by myself and I won't mm-hmm. because I didn't make this baby by myself. So Mm -hmm. I was very, yeah, I let go of that. I felt for a very short time that like I needed to do that. And that house would somehow reflect that. Like I had my shit together. And then I just thought about who I am. And I'm like, I know how like fast I crumble. (laughs) And I'm like, don't do that. Don't pretend to be that. Don't even bother. Don't even entertain that because you can't sustain that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he was very much aware, but I love that. I, I agree with you. We got to kick that shit to the curb.
1: Oh, so much. And I totally, uh, I forgot to say at the beginning that when I was saying who I am, I'm also Venezuelan. I was born, mm-hmm. I, have, um, I have dual citizenship, but I was born and mostly raised in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Um, so awesome. I've got that, that cur- like, yeah, the Caribbean was my, because the whole north coast of Venezuela is Caribbean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so I miss my beaches <laughs> so <laughs> much.
0: Right on the but I miss the beach.
2: <laughs> so awesome. I love that though. I feel like the, the pandemic has kind of steered that narrative though that we're talking about because, yes. because people can't gather. Um, uh, My brother just had a baby and I feel like because people can't come over because, you know, this new baby, the Corona, Um, uh, he's more inclined to schedule us in. So it's like, we don't want interlapping people, we, you know, because some people are older, some people aren't some people, you know, so he's like, we need, we need to have a system. So <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think it, it worked out perfectly because now he has almost all day care of people. Oh, rotating. nice in and out I you know I do my shift and I go and it it works out perfectly it works out perfectly and I'm like I'm stealing this because (laughs) because you can block off your time I know like this is our time when like we don't want anyone here at this time yeah it's blocked off So people just call and say, when's your next empty slot? I was like, this is genius. I love it. And then people are more inclined also to, instead of sending like toys and, and, you know, miscellaneous nonsensical things, people are sending them hair. I'm sending you a maid. I'm sending you a lactation specialist. I'm sending you postpartum. I was like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. Like this is like, it's such an amazing uh, routine to have especially coming home because I don't want to think. Yeah. And he's just like, you know what? This is what we want. And this is the best way to give the both of us assistance and care. um, And, and it works for them. It works for the whole family. He's home. She's home. So they're getting like maximum support. That's fantastic. And I'm like,
1: th- well,
2: yeah, right. Do over. I want to do over. I love
1: all of that, that.
2: All of it. Right. Yeah. I was like, this is. This is perfect. Like this is my ideal experience.
1: Let's Just say. people
2: come in cooking and cleaning and going oh, Fantastic. Just- <laughs> Two things on my need. registry
0: Talk- that were not on my registry, doula Molly made.
1: Yeah. Us. <laughs> I'm adding and it's that. It's that shift. Right. right? Yeah. It's that important shift in perspective of wait, what is it I'm going to really need from this experience and what's going to mm-hmm. serve me the most? And I think that's the biggest gift that parenting can give you. Of if you if you step into that, right, yeah. of going back, what are the really bare core mammalian necessities? You need to sleep, yeah. you need to eat need good food, and you need some support. Couldn't agree eat more.
0: Food. Adriana, <laughs> you are a gift and a light. <laughs> <laughs> this Saturday morning, I tell you, I will tell you, we were both like, oh, man, we're so tired, but like, let's do this. And I could, I'm so thankful we did this. Like, yes. you were outstanding. This was your first, but will definitely not be your last visit to while they nap you are just awesome so please please share everything drop all of your details where can any of our listeners everybody everybody needs to listen to they need to follow they need they need to keep up to date with what's happening so where where can they do all of that good stuff
1: Oh, and thank you. And yes, I. Uh, this conversation fed my soul too. So this is a great way oh. to energize. See how we can energize each other just with good yeah. conversations Feed yes. our souls? Absolutely. Yeah. We all started out tired. I'm so happy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so Birthful really is all that they need to know. Go to birthful.com. Um, if they they're already listening to podcasts, so go subscribe to Birthful. There are... Uh, over 300 episodes there for people to listen to because it's been going on for seven years and birth doesn't change so the information is Mm. still relevant accurate and people gobble it up um so yeah and we talk again the tagline is inform your intuition so we talked about everything that has to do with that perinatal period from becoming pregnant and fertility to postpartum breastfeeding babies the birth and I have people come and share their birth stories so you'll get to hear a variety of ways that things can happen um, awesome in a positive way so birthful and then Instagram we're at birthful podcast
0: I'm here now and wow first of all the aesthetic is stunning but beyond that It's just it's just information, it's information, it's content. And it's and what I'm loving about the Instagram, too, is that it's like, yeah, I'm seeing direct quotes. I'm seeing like real families like this is fantastic.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's been really nourishing. Um, and then get yourself a doula. <laughs> <laughs> and, and come take my classes. If you enjoyed this, and you need somebody to uplift you as you, you know, to prepare for pregnancy, oh, sorry, for birth and postpartum, then I'm, I'm it. Come come, hang out with me in the classes that you can find at birthfull.com.
2: Excellent. Awesome. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did yes. <laughs> this morning. Oh, and if you did head over to Apple podcasts and rate, and review. rate mm-hmm. and review this episode or our podcast in a whole, um, and let us know how much you enjoyed this episode today. And, uh, while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on our socials at WTM podcast on Instagram, WTM podcast on TikTok uh WTM podcast on Pinterest mm-hmm. or while they nap podcast. Um, very easy to find. Just put while they nap. I know you'll remember that because that's the main time where you thrive. Okay. While kids nap. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Everything is. Also done. Head, head over to our website where you can catch up on episodes and our socials and, you know, all that good stuff at while they nap.ca. And I believe that's all. that's all for now i think for now that's all for now and we will keep you guys updated with the new stuff but with that being said friends nap time is over and we will see you guys on our next episode thank you bye Bye, friends
0: hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter
1: and,